And alongside us, I think there uh, could be a standing ovation here. The great Nick Montgomery, football legend, is joining us, head coach of the Central Coast Mariners. Nick, good morning, mate. Morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, we're well. And uh, so you guys, you start training in about 20 minutes? Yeah, we'll start on pitch around 10 o'clock, a little bit of video, and then, yeah, we have a, a trial game tomorrow against Broadmeadow Magic at Plume Park. What do you expect from them? Nah, it's always a tough game, 11 players behind the ball, you know, they can make it difficult and that's why you see the, the cup game last week, I think quite a few games went to penalties and that was NPL against A-League team, so yeah, of, of course, it's, it's never an easy game, you have to win the game. How important are these practice games, Nick? Obviously, you, you mentioned earlier it was hard getting practice games at, at the moment with the FFA Cup on, how important are they for the team's preparation? Yeah, they're vitally important. Last year we, we COVID, we had to do a lot of internal games, but look, you want to play a different opposition, they pose you different problems, you have to find different solutions, and whether it's an MPL team or, or an A-League team, it's always, uh, it's always good to get 90 minutes and, and get the boys out there running around. Yeah. And uh, big signing during the week? Uh, you might tell us a bit about uh, Kalishi John, Portugal, uh, from Portugal, I believe. Yeah, yeah, big, uh, big signing for us. You know, he's a 23, 24-year-old. Um, you know, uh, Nigerian under 23 international. He's been playing in Portugal for you know, five or six years. Um, developed in the Portuguese system there, and yeah, you know, he uh, got promoted last year to the top level uh, in, in Portugal with his team. He had plenty of offers, but we spoke to him nice and early, and yeah, we you know we, we sold him the project of coming here and and developing here, and and hopefully he can use it as a platform to to go to the top level. But yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. He's here, still a little bit jet lagged, um, but now he's a big boy, and yeah, we're looking forward to getting him on the training pack. So obviously, with the Mariners over, over the past number of years, we've been sort of like a, a develop and, and move on type of, of club. How important is it, or how difficult is it to to sell the the Mariners? I suppose, not brand, but actually to get them to come to the Mariners to, Im to improve their football game. Yeah, look, I think when you look at the last couple of years, the players that have, uh, you know, have gone overseas to big clubs in, in Europe, um, you know, at the end of the day, the A-League's a good league. You know, don't get me wrong, it's a very good league. But, you know, it's a destination where you can come and develop. And, and, and yeah, from there, obviously, the, you know, the world's your oyster. We, not only have you got Asia, all the countries in Asia, the big teams, you've got Europe as well. And I think it's great that European clubs are looking at players from the A-League. So... No, number one, you need to be playing and, and come to a good environment, and that's what we try and give the players here. Hey, Nick, uh, since we saw you last, Danny Vukovic is back on the Central Coast, one of our all-time favourite players, uh, I think one of the originals, along with John Crawley, and what a career he's had, and so great to see some players come back to the Central Coast. Yeah, Vuk is a, a massive character, you know, very, very popular on the Central Coast, I think, when it came out. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was met with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of love. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a family guy. He's been at the club uh, back in the day when they won the Premier's Plate, and and yeah, people remember that stuff. And to bring him back, you know, full circle at, at, towards the end of his career was was a massive uh, a massive signing for us. And and yeah, we, you know, he's he's already settled in, and it's like he's been part of the furniture. So nah, not only a, a top keeper, but just a great guy. And culturally for us, you know, he's going to give us that experienced leader at the back that we you know that we needed. Yeah, actually, last time I saw you, I think I was working for MBN TV, and it was at the day where all the business community got together to rally around the club. You kind of gave me a nod and a wink that you're looking for some keepers, but you couldn't you couldn't divulge too much more. But uh, that's when it was all coming together. Yeah, look, his situation was, you know, he was a, a club in Holland. Um, he was contracted there, and, and yeah, look, we negotiated with him, and he negotiated with the club. And, and for us to get him out um, and, and get him here in a World Cup year as well, where he's been part of that squad for the last couple of years, you know, 
he ticked every box, not only for us needing to replace the, the keeper that we'd lost, but also for him to, to get out and, and get playing and get in front of Graham Arnold. So, number one, it's you know he's a great move for everyone in, in, involved in it. And yeah, he's, he's, a, yeah, he's, a, he's a massive presence. And no doubt everyone will be uh, looking forward to seeing him back in the early. Hey, uh, I know you've got to go in a moment, but have we signed another qual? Have we signed the youngest qual? I think we'll sign all the calls, yeah. So <laughs> he's got about four br younger brothers, and they're all, you know, massive talent. So yeah, no, no doubt, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have them all signed up soon. Yeah, tell us about the latest qual rolling off the assembly line. Yeah, so he's called Diddy. He's uh, yeah, he's I think he's training with under 13s and the 14s at the minute, but yeah, very quick and cheeky little grin on him and always smiling. But nah, he's uh, you know, it's great to have. Have his family here on the central coast and, and supporting Grang. You know, you forget Grang's a 17-year-old kid that's played in the A League, and everybody's uh, talking about him. So you know, it's good that he's got that support, and his and his family have moved up here to support him and, and and probably cook his food for him every night and look after him. It is a it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because we first started to hear about players being signed in the UK as as young as 10, and you think. That's ludicrous, but you can kind of understand it. Like uh, under the father-son rule in AFL where, you know, you want to kind of, if, if you feel like kids have got potential, it's time to lock them in. Yeah, I think you're right there, Steve. And everyone's always looking for the, for the most talented athlete. No matter what sport you are, they're always looking for the athlete because they're able to assimilate pretty quickly from code to code if you get them young enough. Would that be right, Nick? Yeah, look, you look at the Premier League clubs in England and, They'll sign 25 young young talents, spend a lot of money on them. If one of them makes it to the top and they're selling for 100 million pound, you know, the investment in the other 19 of them is is, is minimal. So yeah, that, that that's the way that all sports seem to go, and, and and we're young players as well. So it's yeah, it's it's a world we live in. See, I think we got a couple, you know, spot on when Tommy Rogic was rolling through. Like I remember when he came here, someone said to me we've picked up the best young kid in the country. And you think, wow, who's pulled this deal together? I think Mustafa Amini was similar, that, you know, we've jagged a couple of kids somehow, like this little club on the Central Coast, compared to a lot of the juggernauts around the country. So there's some people that deserve massive credit for pulling those off. Yeah, but I think it's about opportunity. You know, it's, it's easy to say, bring the young players in, but you have to take the risks in playing them. And that's what mm. me as a coach, that's that's the risk that I take because at the end of the day, the result's the most important thing. You know, when you take risks and, and you play young players, you know, it's not always a an overnight success. Um, but yeah, if you believe in them and, and, and they give them that belief, there's no doubt, like we've seen the last couple of years at this club, they can really go on and flourish and the club needs to, to, to do that to survive. Hey, Nick, uh, I don't think we've ever seen this in our lifetime. Uh, man, you at the bottom of the table in the Premier League. Yeah, it's not nice to see. Obviously, you know, we've been uh, one of the biggest teams in, in world football when you see them struggling and everyone else seems to take joy in that. Um, no. But one thing about Man United is you know that they're going to fight back and, and they've got a good coach now that needs a little bit of time. If you can get the right players in, there's no doubt. I don't think there's any doubt they can they can come strong this and, and compete this season. But right now, yeah, they're in a, a tough situation where they've got to stick, stick strong as a club and a bunch of players because they do have quality and they can win games. Nick, on a personal note, uh, Nick Montgomery in the talk for the Motherwell uh, manager's job. How did that come about and uh, how far did it go? Oh, look, he, obviously that, that came out in the press. They contacted the club and and wanted to speak to me on, on a shortlist. So look, I you know, spoke to Rich, the owner, and you know, 
to be fair, Muffle, they were very respectful. They contacted the club and asked to speak. So, you know, respectfully, I spoke to them. And, and yeah, I didn't really have any, any, any intention of of leaving, but it was a good experience and, and, and yeah, you know, it, it's it was just something that, that, that came up and I think the right thing was to, to, to have the conversation with them. So we wish them well and yeah, good 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 club in the SPL, but my job's here now at the Mariners and my priority is to, to continue to, to build this club. Yeah, look, it's a credit to yourself to be actually, to for the job that you're doing here to be recognised by the Scottish Premier League, yeah, it's a, it's a feather in your cap, so well done. Yeah, I think, look, I think it's a feather in the club's cap. I think, you know, we've got, players going to top level clubs in Europe and, and for the Mariners it's good that, that people overseas see what we're doing here and, and see what we're doing in, in, in talent development and no doubt that's you know, that creates interest for, for everyone at the club and every staff and every player. Just uh, in 25 words or less uh, for our listeners, what does this morning session look like that you're about to run here at the Centre of Excellence? So it's a match day minus one, so it'll be a lighter session today. We pushed the boys pretty hard yesterday, um, but the main focus is, is a 90-minute game tomorrow, so it'll be a little bit of preparation, a bit of video on, on the opposition, um, and then from there, yeah, it'll just be a light session, a bit of tactical and, and set pieces, making sure everyone understands uh, the role and responsibility, and yeah, off they'll, off they'll go to, to rest and, and make sure they're ready for tomorrow, and it's a big game tomorrow. Um, in the MPL, the, the first grade boys have got a semi-final and, and the 20s boys have got a semi-final. So everyone gets to Plume Park tomorrow. It's going to be a, a, a fun-packed day of, of football and, and the Mariners. Yeah. Any uh, A-League players in the Broad Meadow lineup? No, I don't think so. All right. Beautiful. Great job, mate. Another Cheers, guys. Another standing O for uh, one of the greatest of all time to wear the shirt, Nick Montgomery. Thanks for your time.